0: Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is How hard. Are you? All right. But it could Welcome to the Life is Hard podcast. This is going to be one crazy day. Oh, you know, life is harder for some people than it is for others. Always. I'm just saying. I mean, have you seen some of this shit going on in the world? Some people are having a tough time right now.
1: Very little. People have it easy, though. That's why it is life is hard.
0: Oh, nobody has it easy. I don't think, any, even the rich people that we always complain about, I don't think they have it easy.
1: Uh, I don't know about that. Some of them got it pretty damn easy.
0: Well, no, they make trouble for themselves. I mean, this is what people do. We make our own challenges oh. if we don't, yeah, I mean, it's it's, life is hard everywhere. But it really, <laughs> I mean, it's been pretty tough for some people lately. I mean, I don't know if you've been watching the weather or anything, but things are freaking crazy out there.
1: I've experienced some weather. Does that count?
0: Uh you getting any rain over where you are? Uh, no, not currently. Well, Which is
1: a new place. We are now a dual-state podcast.
0: Yeah, now you just have to get some furniture for that room, so it doesn't sound like you're sitting Multi in an empty room. state You don't like my echo chamber here? No, I'm thinking if you had a sofa, it'd be better. Just stick a sofa in the corner, suck up some of those echoes. <laughs> Excuse me, so... I would get a glass what? of water but I'm not quite sure what kind of water to get anymore. What kind of water is there? I used there's to think water. I used to think there was tap water and bottled water but now it turns out there's 18 kinds of water from a scientific perspective not just from Hold on. I know. What is even that? tap
1: on? even tap water and bottled water are water. I mean it's H2O.
0: That's it. Yeah, they're the same same kind of water, right? But yes. but somebody discovered that the universe is full of super ionic water which happens to be the 18th form of water that's been discovered. Okay. No, when they say forms, go, uh, yeah, that's my next question. Okay, so like, is steam a form? And ice is a form. Personally, I don't even think this super ionic water is a form of water, but it's a it's something that happens when water is is uh, under really really extreme conditions, and it kind of freezes but doesn't. So what happens is the the uh, actual hydrogen and oxygen separate, and the oxygen forms a lattice. With the hydrogen atoms like drifting around in the lattice, which, which isn't the same as actual H2O molecules, which in my opinion means it's not water. But since it's hydrogen and oxygen, they're like, no, it's a form of water, and they call it super ionic ice. And it's not even ice. I mean, it's just—is it
1: it's like just, could you walk on it?
0: <laughs> um, could no. you slip and fall on it? I I think you. I think it's not. Uh, It's not solid. Could you play hockey on it? And how
1: much money are we spending to pay researchers to discover 18 forms of water? I mean, one is plenty, I think. You know, like, we're good with just the kind you can drink. Do we really need to be Um, worried about what other forms of water might be? Oh, apparently. It be possible.
0: Apparently, uh, one form of water, the sixth version of water they've discovered, forms at the bottom of the Marianas Trench where it has all that pressure on it. It turns into tetragonal crystals called ice six. That's what they call it.
1: Tetragonal?
0: Uh, tetragonal? Tetragonal? Well, six sided crystal.
1: Oh well, six sided is hexagon.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But ten sided, right? ten sided. Yeah, tetra is ten. Um. Anyway, it doesn't matter because it's it's just some weird molecular form that that water takes when it's under extreme pressure. And then they say when the pressure increases, it goes up to ice seven, which is a denser cubic form, I7. transparent to the naked eye. That scientists recently discovered also exists in tiny pockets inside natural diamonds.
1: Interesting. That's why they're called ice. Yeah. Ah, wear some ice, yo.
0: Yeah. All I know is they find ways of of doing these things that to me are like, oh my, seriously? Like you know, first we super cool it to five million degrees below zero, then we hit it with a laser and compressed it to gigapascals. Of, of pressure apparently anyway and, and anyway they do all this stuff this weird I'm like where do they come up with these things I mean I don't have any tools that'll do that I've got a old sledgehammer in the shed and I've got a welder an arc welder I just don't have those type of tools but moving along because that was our that was our for those of you science nerds that was you can you can turn us off now that was the science section I may. I don't Is think. Don't
1: we still have you know? Don't we move from water to food?
0: We could talk about the food, the dieting. I, I thought that was an interesting, although it wasn't unexpected to me. They they did a see what was unique about this study was that it was very controlled. Normally, when they do diet studies, they ask people what they eat. They sort of you know do surveys and say, "Are you the type of person who eats?" You know, how often do you eat out? How often do you eat, you know, McDonald's hamburgers? Whatever whatever that happens to be their point of interest. In this survey, they actually took a bunch of people and locked them in a cabinet. Uh, That's
1: exactly how they should do that anyway. I mean, why would you introduce fallibility into it by...
0: Well, yeah, and self-reporting is always... I mean, most people don't even realize exactly what they're eating i mean i don't half the time i don't know what i'm eating i just right, see something exactly. that looks edible and i put it in my mouth and i'm like somebody's like what did you eat today i'm like whatever was on the counter <laughs> exactly um but whatever you, food got in my way i stuffed it in my mouth i don't know yeah i mean that's isn't that what everybody does yes there was. i'm like there was something on the counter that looked like it needed to be eaten before it spoiled so i ate it and you know and then, fortunately, I don't have any children to go, Dad, that was my science experiment,
1: you know. It was green, and I hope that means it was healthy and not mold. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was fresh. Um, so, anyway, I mean, lo- to, to get back to the study, what they did was they decided they would give they would give two groups of people. And, and, by the way, they reversed the groups, too, so this is important. Um, so, initially, they had one group eating processed foods, you know, things you get in a box and stuff, things that would be more... Convenience foods, I guess we call them. It's my food in a box. Um, and then yeah. the other, other people are eating more fresh foods, more unprocessed foods. So anyway, the, the the interesting part though is that they match the two in calories and and uh, uh, nutritional content. So so each group should have been getting the same number of calories, the same nutritional content, at least according to the labels anyway, which I I've never believed that shit, but you know, the same amount of iron and fiber and right. all that stuff. 4% daily value of iron in a yeah, yeah, pickle they, yeah. they and they 4% you know, all daily been getting value their, of iron in a chicken nugget. Should all have been getting their fiber and their you know calories and their salt and whatever. So anyway, um, what happened surprised them. They found out that the people that, they, that were eating the processed foods gained weight where the people that were eating the unprocessed foods lost weight. And when they reversed The groups they switched them to the other diets. The reverse happened. The same thing happened. So the people eating the processed foods lost the weight that they had gained, um, or or sorry, they gained the weight that they had lost when they were eating the unprocessed foods. And the people that were now eating the natural foods lost the weight that they were that they gained when they were eating the processed foods. So, so it wasn't an individual thing. It's it's really comes down to the food, which I think is interesting and telling because. There is an individual, there's a huge individual factor with diet. I mean, there really is. But this apparently transcends that. Um, the scientists speculated, they don't know why, but they speculated that, you know, it may be the fact that processed foods are easier to swallow. You don't have to chew as much. You just eat more. Um, you eat faster.
1: Well, I was thinking it was the ratio. You said they matched it in... Uh,
0: calories and nutrition.
1: Yeah. Nutrition. That's the one I was thinking of. So, if I've got a piece of broccoli and it's got 4% iron or whatever in it, I'm going to need 68 chicken nuggets to equal that 4% iron. You well, know, but then you couldn't I...
0: match by calories. You'd have to find foods that oh, are similar. Well, oh, you know? I got you. Yeah, because if you had 68 chicken nuggets versus my stock of broccoli, you'd you'd definitely be in trouble. Right, the caloric. <clears throat> and I'd be very hungry and you'd be very full. And I'd be like, that's not fair. He look at all. Wow. He's got sixty eight chicken nuggets. I've got this piece of broccoli. Yeah, I think I'd be <laughs> ill. They have a scientist standing over the guy going, "Eat those nuggets." I wouldn't even care that you had to eat those. I'd be like, "I want some of those." Because you know, I, I right. you know, not that I'm, I'm I'm a vegan, but man, if I'm hungry, chicken sounds really good. Uh, if it's sitting on the counter you, exactly well <laughs> I'm not sure about that that might that's one thing safe about my house since I don't eat meat I don't have to worry about that you know piece of meat that's been laying there developing botulism when I wasn't looking what part of the chicken does the nugget come from Oh I don't even know that it's real chicken I think there's been it's some not debate not over that whether chicken. it's even chicken meat but it definitely is some highly it's a joke yeah yeah you know, okay it's definitely some highly processed bits. I wouldn't be surprised if it comes from an animal. You you saw
1: that uh, documentary? Well, the Super Size Me one or the. No, but it's around that era. But the the guy, he was like a famous chef, and he probably wasn't one of the famous ones that we have talked about, but so he might have been like a semi famous chef, but whatever. He was advocating for. Healthy children or whatever, and he had this show and he went to West Virginia of all places where I was raised and um he did this experiment and he took the chicken right, and it's mm-hmm. like a chicken carcass, yeah right, and just they grind it up into this like goo sure this paste it's bone it's gristle it's just
0: junk but it still tastes like chicken
1: and they churn it into you know chicken nugget pieces or whatever and he's like you know he makes them watch this and he's like this is what your chicken nuggets are made out of and they're all like ooh, gross yuck you know cuz they're kids yeah or whatever and then he's like now who wants some chicken nuggets and they all went me, yeah, yeah, <laughs> and he's like, and, and this was unplanned, like, he did not expect that reaction, right? He wanted right, them right. to be, yeah, re- revolted, you know, like repulsed.
0: Yeah, you'd think they would be at least for a little while, right? anyway, at least until they, you know, forgot,
1: right? But it was like immediate, and you know, he's like, Who wants some chicken nugget? and they all meet, and he and he was, you know, couldn't figure it out, and he's like, Why? What? What did you know? Like, what's wrong with you? But he didn't say that. But he's like, why? After just what I showed you, would you still want to eat this stuff? And the one kid raised his hand and he said, "Because we're hungry." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's the problem. Nobody yeah. gives a shit. If I'm hungry, put some. Well, and to
0: be fair, there is nutritional value in a chicken nugget. Granted, it doesn't outweigh the number of calories and salt and whatever you you get out of it. But there is some nutritional value. I mean, I've I've enjoyed eating a chicken nugget in my lifetime.
1: I like the ones that promise they're all white meat. That's when I'll eat one.
0: Yeah, I mean, whatever. I'm just saying, like, even those ground up bones and bits aren't necessarily... (laughs) <laughs> it sounds bad right but it, it's there's there's nutritional value in those things it's i mean we just don't normally think of i mean you got people in the world that eat you know things we wouldn't even think of eating scorpions and slugs and you know right insects of all different varieties and we're like i wouldn't eat that creepy crawly lice. stuff you know lice did you say Mice. Oh mice, I was gonna say lice are kinda of small. you have to eat a lot of lice to get yeah, it's
1: like, like you know Mitch Hedberg, right? Yeah. It's like rice is really good when you're hungry for two thousand of something.
0: <laughs> yeah. I had rice today. Actually it's fine. Right. Rice is good good carbs. I, I let's talk about something serious for just a minute before we get into the um my rants about Minneapolis. So, (laughs) so recently they had to release, uh, I think it was after 30, I don't remember what the sentence was. I want to say it was 37 years, but I don't think it was that long. Um, because this guy was with the Taliban, so he would have to have been incarcerated probably 17 years, because that would make more sense since it would have been after the, the, uh, 9-11 bombing. Right. Yep. Anyway, so, so some American that went to fight with the Taliban and, uh was caught, you know, when we went over there and raided Afghanistan um, and tried and convicted for joining the terrorist mob. Um, he is getting out of prison, or just got out of prison, actually. And they said there's several more that are going to be getting out soon, so this is a kind of a bigger problem. But Getting out of prison where? In the United States.
1: Like, where?
0: I don't know. I didn't find out exactly where he was but i mean because it's texas then it's safe eh. it's okay yeah and it might be actually i think it might be texas <laughs> now that you mention it um if that makes you feel better but no i actually think it might have been it texas does. because it makes uh, me
1: feel a lot better
0: in any case, we're gonna get hate
1: mail from texas great okay
0: well in any yeah. case the guy did say that he he never fought americans you know, when he was with, the, when he went over to be with the Taliban, he went over because he was apparently a Muslim. He had converted to to Muslim. He had been, he wasn't even in the U.S. when he went went to join the Taliban. He had already gone to another country. Um, he was a U.S. born citizen, but he had already converted to Muslim, gone somewhere else, and then when the Taliban became a thing, he went and joined them. And um, I suspect he was, you know medium radicalized Muslim but probably a young guy who wanted in on the action you know that's where the action is right they're creating this this you know big fighting organization they're badasses whatever I don't know it's hard to say I mean so is, how, how did these people end up
1: in prison in the United States is this a situation where we
0: we caught them on the battlefield in the battlefield, we're in Afghanistan. In Afghanistan,
1: yeah. And brought them to the United States.
0: Oh, yeah. They're U.S. citizens, so we have to try them.
1: Yeah, they get, they get. Oh, sp- I see. But still, when we let them out, don't we send them back to
0: Afghanistan? Well, we should have. I mean, that, I mean, that's one possibility. I, we can't. I mean, we we don't get to do that. They've served their time. They're like any other, you know, person who's that's served his insane. time. Well that's the, that's the quandary here because I I, I want to be like, well maybe this guy deserves a second chance. Maybe he's not a uh a rat. No no to be fair, I actually did did, did some checking on what what his prison time cuz there were some people that wrote more in-depth stuff about it and they said that while he was in prison he was trying to radicalize other prisoners. So apparently he has not turned over a new leaf. And that actually makes me really nervous because now we basically let some guy Out in America, who may be determined to do something totally radical, you know, something as a yeah. But
1: I mean, there should be lessons all over that. You'd think. Yeah. Well, I mean, like one lesson is how ridiculous is your quest for revenge and or justice if it, you know, somebody wasn't thinking long term there. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah. Instead
1: of bringing them back to the U S. and trying them. Just let him be, because they're over there. You know yeah, know
0: it is a strange thing if you think about it. It's like, okay, so we brought him here, tried him, gave him, you know, twenty years, I think, and he sort he he got three off for good behavior, and and then we're gonna just let him go back in the United States. That doesn't make any sense. Like it, you're right. They weren't thinking ahead. They weren't thinking. Oh well, we should. Try him and send him back to Afghanistan, saying, "Okay, you're guilty. We're going to revoke your citizenship. You can go be with your friends." I don't know. I mean, right?
1: Exactly. Something like that, or let him be to begin with, or um, you know, the other part that they weren't thinking of is we're going to take these people out of they're U.S. citizens already. Yeah. Right. And now they're radicalized Muslims or whatever. We're going to take them. Away from their family, away from their home, away from whatever. Put them in a We're prison, gonna, yeah. Put them in a prison in the United States and expect them to not come out even more against the United States than they
0: went in? Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Know. Are we going to make them less radical by locking them up for 20 years? No. <laughs> exactly. And there's more than one of him. I mean, it came up in the news because this guy got out, but they said there's more people getting out in the next five years. And, so, and apparently quite a few. I mean, not like, you know, hundreds, but significant numbers. So, so you got these people roaming around. I mean, he can't get a job, right? Anybody who has ever heard of him is going to be like, I'm not hiring you. You're some radical lunatic who went and fought against America. I mean, the fact right. that he, he went to join the enemy is enough for probably 98% of America to go, fuck you, you know. So what's he going to do? Well, not only that, but I mean, even if you were sympathetic, it'd be a horrible PR move. Yeah. Like
1: if you're if yeah. your business has any kind of public relations angle.
0: Yeah, you'd have to over. lock him in the mailroom. There's no way you'd ever want anybody to know you hired this guy. So yeah, it's a really difficult situation for everybody, for him, for us, for, you know, it's like what do you do? This, this takes us back to the whole, you know, rehabilitation argument. You know, when you put somebody in prison, do you want to make them a better criminal or do you want to give them a shot at a better life when they get out? Because if you're going to let them out someday, you need to think about this, whether they're a radical Muslim or or just somebody who, you know, is kind of into robbing banks or, or just robbing people. Um, you know, eventually you're going to let them out. And so while they're in prison, maybe you should be looking at you know a plan for what's going to happen when they get out um
1: yeah of course i'm sure somebody out there would argue
0: like well don't let them out just kill them you know kill them all fry them well if i mean i don't know about killing them but if you're going to take somebody you can't keep them in prison for life because that costs money no, we can't keep, well, I mean, we could, but we that's not the ideal solution. There is no ideal solution because, well, other than rehabilitating them. I mean, you rehabilitate them, then you reintegrate them into society, and hopefully they don't reoffend. Or if they do, you know, you catch them right away and lock them back up again. But unfortunately, it doesn't work like that. I mean, in a lot of cases, these people go out and do worse crimes. In fact, is I, we might have talked about this in one of our early podcasts. I think we did, where some guy was locked up, got out, locked up, got out, locked up, got out, and every time he got out, he did something worse. And eventually, he ended up killing a cop. And of course, once you kill a cop, you're done. That's capital punishment. But but we did talk about this, and it was like, what happened to the? You know, what was wrong with the system? Well, it's like that guy who killed the hikers that we talked about, um, the guy who killed the, the person on the Appalachian Trail. He had been caught threatening people with a big knife and doing all this stuff, and they couldn't, they didn't, they didn't lock him up, and he went and killed somebody. So, like, you have to do something really serious before they can lock you up. And um, so, and, and then if they do lock you up on a, on a minor offense or something that's not too serious, then you're out in a little while. And you're more determined to do something, and you do something worse, and then they lock you up again for a few years, and you, you come out more determined to do something even worse. I mean, we, this is a cycle we can't really afford, especially when you're talking about radicalized people. And I, and I don't want to pick on Muslims, because it could be a radicalized white supremacist. I don't care who it is, radicalized lunatics are lunatics to me. I don't. You know, the religion means nothing. Um, in fact, this religion is just a crutch anyway. It's just that they just use that.
1: Right, what, it's an excuse to let them be the way they want to be.
0: Which brings me to the the Vatican ah, study.
1: I knew we'd be, get there.
0: Yeah, because this study by the Vatican of people without uh, the unbelievers, as they call them. And I use that word because that's what they call them. And and the person who was talking about this study was, was saying how all the terms we have for people, you know, atheists and people like them are, are derogatory because we don't understand them and we feel like they're lacking something. So it turns out that those of us who don't believe, which includes me in case anybody doesn't know that, um, (laughs) are lacking and our life is missing something. So the Catholic Church is now studying us um, in order to determine how they can provide us with what it is we're missing and bring us back into the fold because apparently the Catholic Church found out that people who don't believe have a lot of disposable income. And so, if they could just get them in the church, they could get some of that money. Because, you know, that's what the Catholic Church cares about.
1: How do they study them?
0: That's a good question. I I was wondering about that myself. I was like, do they set up, like, one of them tree stands? They they sit in a tree with some binoculars and they watch them to study their habits? I mean, are they trying to determine if if we're human, if we love our children?
1: That unless they quarantine you... They can't really be sure if you're not sneaking some god in on the side, you know. Well, but sure, I, you profess to be a non-believer.
0: We could be doing all kinds of things on the side. I mean, we could be we could be conferencing with Satan, and they would. Well, and and that would even count as believing. Well, but, <laughs> but one that, side of it, right? I'm not saying that it wouldn't. I'm just saying that we could be doing these things without their knowledge, and so they'd be thinking. How do these people survive without you know without a belief system and or without and a belief so in God? So what they need
1: to do is gather up some non-believers and quarantine them and say like some kind of
0: feed them processed foods
1: dungeon or something like that and you know observe them
0: for forty odd years.
1: Well, I about the dungeon. I think they did that once <laughs>
0: before, actually. Um, I think they tortured them, but but I'm you know I'm thinking that. I don't know what is they're trying to determine. This is this is what what made it funny to me. I'm like, what exactly are they trying to figure out? Are they trying to figure out if we, you know, if we have normal emotions, if we have, you know, oh, well, we definitely don't. If if we're not, you know, if we're if we're unhappy people or if we're happy people or what. I mean, it's like. First of all, I'm going to say this, there's a lot more non-believers than they think there is. They said we're the fourth largest religious group, if you, if you were to qualify non-believers in as a group of, you know, as a religion, um, the lack of religion is a religion, we would be the fourth largest group, because the first, it's, I think it's first Muslims and Christians. Muslims and Christians are pretty close, and then you got like Hindus, and, and we're like the next one. But but still, though, I think there's more of us than they think there are. I think there's a lot of non-believers who go to church um, or at least claim to be believers because Ooh, of the fact uh, that... masquerading. Yeah, there the are holes. Yeah, I mean, you think about being a Mormon. If you're a Mormon and you decide that you don't buy into the the BS, you can't really come out and tell your family unless you're willing to lose your family and your entire support network. I mean, you get really... Uh, ostracized, if you say you want to leave the church, um, and I pick on Mormons because it's more—it's more extreme. But that happens with a lot of churches. You know, if you tell your parents, right. you know, your family, hey, you know what? I don't really believe this stuff anymore. Um, all of a sudden, you're—you know—you're a non-believer. Oh my goodness, you're one of those people. Um, yeah. So, so most people don't do it and I don't blame them. I mean, if you're 60, 70 years old and you decided that there is no God, but your whole family seems to think there is. And I mean, you're, you all, it'd be kind of funny if you find out that none of you believed, you know, like, you know, well, I don't, I don't think there's
1: willing to tell anybody. Else. Exactly.
0: You know, so Grand grandpa comes out and says, you know what? I don't think there's a fucking God. And then, and then everybody looks at him like he's crazy. And, and then they're all waiting for the, Walls to cave in on them and something to happen. And then, and then grandma says, Well, now that you mention it, I don't really believe either. And then all of, a sudden, all of a sudden the grandkids are like, Well, well wait a minute. Like, we never believed at all, you know? Yeah, I've read this story. You know what the story is called? What?
1: The Emperor's New Clothes. Oh, is it? yeah, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. what is going on. The
0: Emperor is naked. Like, right. oh, like, yeah. Uh, wait a second. <clears throat> yeah, so, no, I mean, no. I, I think there's probably cases I, where where there's at least a few people in the extended family who don't believe and they don't know that they don't believe. They don't, you know, haven't told each other. But yeah.
1: Yeah, non-believers are ridiculous though. I mean, there clearly is a god.
0: Well, that's the,
1: that's the you, you need to you need him to blame for all this mess. All this I mean, look at the stuff we talk about. Yeah,
0: don't I wish
1: week in and week out and it's like, you know, medical costs are out of control. Whose fault is that? Fucking God's fault. Yeah, you know, like...
0: Because God created th- greedy corporations? Exactly. Well, I'm glad we got that figured out then, because so all you gotta do is... Why fat.
1: do processed foods make you fat? Because fucking God wants you to be fat. Otherwise,
0: he wouldn't have invented them. No, God invented fruit and vegetables and stuff. Well, of course he processed did. Processed foods come from the greedy corporations that God also invented, but they didn't come... Exactly. It's an indirect thing. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, it's all part of God's plan. Remember? Yeah, that's that's this is you see you're touching on all the reasons why I don't believe in God. Actually, Um, but yeah, see, I
1: don't I don't understand.
0: Nobody (laughs) does. Nobody. That's fine
1: because obviously it's part of God's plan for you to not believe in Him. What bothers
0: me about this whole thing, though, is just falling into it. Is that people who have faith? Or, or at least profess to have faith. I honestly believe that nobody in the Vatican actually believes. I, I'm pretty sure of that the people who are actually in the upper they, levels, they don't they believe. Hide well, back but back there and like snicker. They know. They know what they're the the the. Uh, I told them we already got one. Yeah, they, but they know the hoax they're trying to perpetrate on the world in order to raise money. They're running an institution. They're not running something that's bringing people to God. They're raising money for their own power. I can't believe those people really believe in God because they wouldn't behave the way they do if they did. But, having said that, this this high and mighty attitude you get from religious people who are really religious who ha- who act as if, if you don't have faith, you're missing something. You know, that just, it's like, I'm not missing anything. You're the one who's missing the point. But you know, anyway, it's just that's the attitude I got because the person who was talking about this study was a Catholic. She was like some person who worked with the Catholic Church, and and she was just making it sound like like the unbelievers were this other breed of people that we didn't really understand. <laughs>
1: like, like like we are now about to witness. Some unbelievers in, their, in the wild. Exactly. Their in their natural habitat. habitat. <laughs> I'm going to attempt
0: to make contact with one, and you can watch. Yeah, we just don't know what language they <laughs> speak, so. Excuse me, sir.
1: Do you believe in God? Hell no. Well, i got one. <laughs> Did you see that?
0: Yeah. So, on, on a, on, since we're running out of time again, the... um I just want to bring up that the uh, the Trust for Public Land, this is an actual organization, apparently rates the cities in the country as far as their 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 their, their park system okay. and the quality of their park system, and Minneapolis was holding the top slot for a while. Like and, how green the grass is, how manicured the park. No, apparently like how how available yeah. parks are, you know how much how much space is reserved for parks, and how close it is to the population, and all this stuff. How
1: uh, well those jerks pick up the dog poop after their dog, so that you don't step in it.
0: Well, they claim that the reason Minneapolis may have fallen to slot number three was because of population distribution. Apparently, Minneapolis is gaining a lot of people. And so they've got populations that are further from the parks, and therefore they're some some computers generating some numbers. Apparently, I mean this is kind to be that's the dumbest system. I in know the world. that was my thing. I'm like, oh my god, that's such a stupid way of determining. Anyway, so so what happened? Well, I'm saying like you would every.
1: Number one would eventually not be number one because you make it number one and say, hey, this city has the best parks in the world. Oh, and the Everybody remember. goes there and automatically falls down the chart. <laughs> yeah, you well, there's, just
0: there's actually some truth to that. They talked about that a little bit in the article about how, how being at the top of this list is helpful to the city. So these cities try to to maintain their position on the list. But but just to throw in here, so Minneapolis fell, okay, so St. Paul was number two last year. And I don't know if you guys know, but St. Paul and Minneapolis are sister cities right next to each other, across the river from each other. They call them the Twin Cities. And um, there's always a rivalry between St. Paul and Minneapolis. If you live I've in been, Minneapolis, heard of the Twin Cities. I'm sure people have heard of the Twin Cities. But anyway, if you live I've in never. Minneapolis, you don't like St. Paul, if you live in St. Paul you don't like Minneapolis. but now I can guarantee you that since St. Paul held its number two spot. It is gloating over Minneapolis who fell to number three. This is probably the first time St. Paul has been a slot above Minneapolis in a long who's time. Who's number one? Oh, I forgot. Really? Yeah.
1: No, that's not. That's all that matters. I'll tell no, Saint what Paul mattered the, to me was <laughs> shove it because you ain't number one.
0: Yeah. No. No. Minneapolis. You know I mean, I'll I'll tell you who is uh, second place is a first loser, St. Paul. Well. Washington, D.C. Really? Yeah. That's insane. It is. But apparently Washington, D.C. has really worked hard to put in more you know, dog parks and things uh, in order to, to get bumped up in this list. But I, I just think it's totally stupid because anybody who's lived in Minneapolis knows that Minneapolis has the best park system in the world. This is only... Yeah, you're biased. Of course I am. But... It's awesome. So they'll be back. They'll be back. You just watch. They'll figure this out. They'll
1: You 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 know what I realized? What? While you were saying that. Minneapolis and Saint Paul, right, are the twin cities you were talking about? Yeah. Saint Paul because it's Saint Paul. Yeah. That's where all the believers live and all the unbelievers live in Minneapolis. Because if they were believers they would go to St. Paul, obviously. You wouldn't live in a heathen city without a saint in his name.
0: Well, there may be truth to that. I don't know. I just know that.
1: That's why they don't like each other. St. Paul's sitting over there like, the unbelievers across the river think they have better parks than we do.
0: I just know that I could never find my way around in St. Paul because it's the m- most disorganized city ever made. Whereas Minneapolis is the exact opposite. Uh, see, you have to have faith to live in St. Paul.
1: <laughs> That's probably God true. will guide you on the streets that
0: or, you need to go on, or you might like have to. Have a, you might have to have a GPS, which I don't have. So, yes, which is better than faith, by the way. GPSs actually speak clearly and give you directions, and they correct if you mess up. They're like. Um, okay, you didn't make that right turn. Try the next right. Yeah. yeah, come on now. God
1: invented GPS, too.
0: Did he? Of course he did. Why didn't the Earth come with GPS satellites when he created it? That's what I want to know. It did. No, it didn't. We had to put them up there.
1: <laughs> That's what you think. They've always been there. Believe me, they've been there ever since I was born. They've always been there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know if they've even been there since you were born, because you're pretty old. But I will say this, and that's that um, believing you is the hard thing for me to do. That's why I'm a non-believer. I wouldn't believe me either. Well, on a final note, I just want to say that life has been crazy for a lot of people with the crazy weather, tornadoes and floods and stuff. And So since the name of the podcast is the Life is Hard podcast, I do want to say that I have a lot of empathy for those people out there who are dealing with the flooding and tornadoes and stuff in Oklahoma and things like that. Um, even though there are a bunch of, they tend to be a very Christian state who, you know, is probably banning abortion as we speak. So they've got it coming to them, but I still feel for them.
1: God's will, it you know. Worse. If he wants you to have a tornado, you're going to have one.
0: Well, it's an act of and God. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse. Life is hard, but it could be worse.